Hello, welcome to this new podcast of the European Respiratory Journal. I am Marc Imbert, Chief Editor of the European Respiratory Journal. Today, we will discuss the differences between asthmatics and non-asthmatics hospitalized with influenza A infection. Our guest is Dr. Pierre Ernst from the Jewish General Hospital and McGill University in Montreal, Canada. Dr. Ernst has written a very interesting editorial this month in which he discusses the data published by Dr. Miles and colleague from the UK Flu Clinical Information Network. Dr. Hans, thank you very much to be with us today. Can you share with us some take-home messages on this topic? Uh, yes, thank you for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be able to do this. Uh, as a bit of background, we know that viral infections are a major cause of exacerbations in asthma. They're actually the major cause. Uh, it's most commonly rhinovirus in somewhere between 30 and 50% of cases, but seasonal influenza is also commonly triggers asthma exacerbations in proportions that have varied in the literature anywhere from about 3 to 23%. Interestingly, asthma has been found to be the most common comorbidity with both pandemic H1N1 influenza infection uh, more than with seasonal influenza. And there are several studies that followed uh, hospitalizations for seasonal influenza from 2003 to 2009 and found a certain proportion, about 30% of the patients had uh, asthma, but with the H1N1 pandemic, that went up substantially higher to about 44% uh, in one study. So it seems that children with asthma are more susceptible to infection with H1N1, and this is based on some basic science data, and this is not the case for other viruses. So there seems to be a special susceptibility probably related to the innate immune system for asthmatic patients with pandemic H1N1 and maybe also with influenza A in general. Now, we know uh, that asthmatics have had, had much more morbidity uh, with H1N1 than the general population. So clearly, an asthmatic was more likely to be hospitalized if they had H1N1 infection uh, than somebody from the general population. What surprised many people in, in several studies, however, is that the outcomes of these patients with asthma were less severe. So yes, they were hospitalized more frequently than the general population, uh, but among hospitalized patients with H1N1 pandemic influenza, those with asthma had l less severe outcomes. Uh, and the study that's uh, going to be published uh, in the European Respiratory Journal by Miles uh, followed prospectively 1,520 individuals with confirmed H1N1 infections. So they had people who were coming to emergency rooms uh, where they were collecting uh, viral samples for viral study and collecting clinical information. And he found that patients with asthma who represented about 25% of all the patients hospital, of all the patients, sorry, with H1N1 pandemic influenza in their series, that the odds ratio for the need for intensive support or death, so a severe outcome, was greatly reduced among the patients with asthma 
as compared to the patients without asthma. The odds ratio for a severe outcome was 0.51, which says that approximately 50 the patients with asthma were approximately 50% less likely to need intensive support or to die. Now, Miles and uh, colleagues tried to look at uh, what could explain these differences, and they looked at several factors, for example, whether patients got antiviral medications, how quickly they were admitted to hospital, uh, among the asthmatics, whether they had inhaled corticosteroids. And after adjusting for admission to hospital within four days uh, and use of inhaled corticosteroids, the risk of there, there was some diminution in the protective effect of having asthma for outcomes in influenza, which means that now the odds ratio was 0.62 as compared to 0.51. This still suggests that there is a 38% reduction in severe outcomes among asthmatics, even after accounting for the beneficial effects of early hospitalization and inhaled corticosteroids. Now, because this odds ratio of 0.62 has substantial variability such that the 95% confidence interval goes from 0.36 to 1.05, meaning that the odds ratio, the estimate of the odds ratio of the confidence intervals crosses 1, which means that this effect is no longer statistically significant. So what the authors are concluding, they say, well, this protective uh, effect of asthma on severe outcomes in pandemic influenza infection is actually explained by early use of early admission of hospital and use of inhaled corticosteroids. I guess my interpretation is somewhat different. It says, well, the odds ratio, even if not statistically significant, is still 0.62, which translates into there is a persistent, our best estimate is that there is still a 38% reduction in severe outcomes if you have asthma, even after accounting for use of inhaled corticosteroids uh, and, and rapid admission to hospital. So I, I think that there is still something about asthma uh, that is protective of severe outcomes. Now, the study by, by Miles has some, some uh, great strength, really, which is its prospective design. The fact that they are able to prospectively recruit patients and confirm that they had H1N1 infection and have clinical information on recruitment and during follow-up. This is, this is a very strong design. There are some weaknesses, however. Uh, one is that asthma was not confirmed. So one wonders whether adjusting for use of inhaled corticosteroids just means that the patients who are on inhaled corticosteroids were actually more likely to have asthma than the ones not with inhaled corticosteroids. The other thing is it's it's hard to distinguish between patients who may have had acute bronchospasm due to H1N1 infection and those that had asthma and who are having bronchospasm from an asthma exacerbation. And actually, the, progn- the prognosis of these two types of patients may be different, and the protective effect of inhaled corticosteroids may also be different. The, this, the authors discuss uh, you know, the beneficial role of inhaled corticosteroids, and, and there is no doubt, obviously, about the beneficial effect of inhaled corticosteroids in asthma. 
Uh, the benefit, however, is somewhat less clear for viral exacerbations, uh, since these are often neutrophilic uh, uh, type of inflammation. Now, interestingly, with influenza, you often you can get an eosinophilic inflammation, and it's maybe why, particularly with influenza, inhaled corticosteroids may be more protective. Another interesting uh, point uh, that the authors looked at is what was the effect of the use of oral corticosteroids. Again, interestingly, for the patients with asthma, if they received oral corticosteroids during hospitalization, they had much better outcomes. Now, it was quite the opposite for patients without asthma, where their outcomes were substantially worse if they got oral corticosteroids. Again, I think this demonstrates that the patients with asthma who had influenza, pandemic influenza had a different pathology than the patients without asthma who had H1N1 pandemic influenza. So that those with asthma actually more frequently had an exacerbation of their, uh, their underlying disease with eosinophilic inflammation that responded to both inhaled and oral corticosteroids, while the group without asthma had maybe neutrophilic pulmonary inflammation, systemic inflammation that does not respond to corticosteroids. So I think the overall message here is that actually, yes, uh, among asthmatics or H1N1 pandemic disease creates much more morbidity among asthmatics than in the general population, but these asthmatics are often admitted to hospital because of a worsening of their underlying asthma as opposed to severe influenza disease, and therefore their prognosis is better, and their prognosis may be made even better by getting them into hospital quickly, and the fact that they were taking inhaled corticosteroids before. And then finally, uh, I think a point to be made is that there is an effective H1N1 vaccine available, and that maybe asthmatic patients would be those that might really benefit the most from such a vaccine. Well, thank you very much. I think it was uh, really uh, interesting. And these um, evaluations from networks are of uh, great importance for the respiratory community to better understand uh, the uh, pathomechanisms of uh, uh, severe uh, complications of H1N1, both in asthmatics and non-asthmatics uh, uh, individuals. So uh, I thank you very much for this uh, very uh, interesting discussion. Uh, we will uh, meet again in a month's time with another guest uh, for a new podcast. And this was uh, Marc Imbert, Chief Editor of the European Respiratory Journal, today with Dr. Pierre Ernst from McGill University, discussing influenza and asthma outcomes. Thank you very much. Thank you.